You may think you're in heaven. You're listening to the angry black man with a plan in search of intelligent Negro life in the universe. Conscious commentary concerning the conditions of Negro. You're listening to the angry black man with a plan in search of intelligent Negro life in the universe. I'd like to welcome you to the show where we're going to provide conscious commentary concerning the conditions of Negroes the world over. I'd like to welcome my guest today, uh, an Israelite. Um, you could say that, a child of Israel, a an Israelite. Of, you know, Israelite brings up certain connotations, good and bad. bad right. Um, Hebrew, I would say a Torah observer. A Torah observer. Um, Kasad Yahoo Zarbabel, who's here to discuss some interesting things. I'm one. Uh, all right, so it's a lot to, to talk about, right? And I hope you allow me to kind of like structure this conversation. Please do. All right. So, so I guess one of the things, um, uh, as one who was uh, raised as a Jehovah Witness for, I don't know, about five years of my life, um, and so somewhat in tune with Christian thought, um, I'm, I'm very interested in having you express or explain uh, the Torah or the Old Testament um, and some of the things in the New Testament. All right. And I, Indeed. I, I'd like to start out by saying, OK, um, <clears throat> where. All right. So so where does man come from? Wow, you just jump right in with the huge, giant questions, <laughs> well, huh? I, we only well, got well, 20 minutes? Well, I'm not sure. But, but um, let's do it. Let's do it. Man, um, the Hebrew word for man is Adam or Adam. And Adam is also the Hebrew word for soil or earth. Uh, man comes from the earth and life was breathed into him. All right. And so um, by the creator. By the creator. Okay. Now. Whose name I understand to be Yahuwah. Yahuwah. All right. So the creator. All right. And um, the Old Testament, I guess, Genesis is the first book where in seven days or something uh, in day one, there was darkness. And then yes, you'll find that account in Genesis. OK. Um, so is that is that to be taken literally um, or is that to be taken? How, how should one take that explanation of the creation of? the universe or the earth or the world. Right. Well, so you're asking me. The, the truth is many people take it many different ways. Uh, my understanding, though, when you're reading the Hebrew scriptures inspired by and consecrated by Yahuwah, there are different levels of reading. There's a plain, simple, literal meaning. Then there's also the metaphysical. Then there's the allegorical. Um, there's also the prophetic in there. So embedded in that small Genesis account, Genesis chapter 1 and 2, you'll see all of that. You'll see allegories. You'll see uh, metaphys- metaphysical information that is not plain for everybody to see reading it as a plain text. But that doesn't mean that the uh, literal meaning is absent. So, yes, literally there are seven periods. Right. It's you, not necessarily a 24-hour day. Not necessarily. Right. Not necessarily not different either. Um, and the word was spoken. What does spoken mean for a being who is existence so you know that's going into metaphysical and as a result of the speech things were created came to be manifested so was there anything before the word so that's a great question uh the name yahuh uh literally means and there's a couple different ways to look at it some will say he who exists 
I would translate it as one who is existence or the doer of existence. So by definition of his name, he is existence. You know, we talk about existing as a verb, but let's think about existence as a noun and for somebody to be that noun. So that would say that there was always existence. And that is Yahuwah. Okay. And so, um, so, so uh, astrophysicists and physicists or whatever have this theory that they call the Big Bang. Sure. And um, in, in their minds, like, there was a Big Bang. And within infinitesimally small segments of a second, Right. Things were happening within that Big Bang. Right. And then, you know, it's been, I think, eight billion years since the Big Bang or yeah, some period what of their time. Number is. Right. But it's yeah. some period of time since the Big Bang. Right. All right. Um, and from that period, um, this universe was created. And basically, you know, there are billions of. Well, they say billions. I'm not sure how they know this. But I don't know if they advocate that from the Big Bang, this this universe was created or if they acknowledge the universe existed and an explosion occurred in the universe. And I'm saying I don't know what, right. what their latest theory is. Okay. Mostly I hear that there was a universe. The Big Bang did not create the universe. The Big Bang occurred within the pre-existent universe. Okay, my I was reading somebody. But it, it could be both. Yeah, what's his name? The uh, the black astrophysicist who's head of the Hayden Planetarium. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Tyson Neil De, Neil yeah DeGrasse, Neil deGrasse right, Tyson. Right. Yeah. Um, I was reading his book. He had you know he has a book about astrophysicists for you know people who really can't you know. Right, he's very entertaining and great at communicating. Right. Um. And and based on my reading of what he was saying was that there was nothing before the Big Bang. But I I don't know. I mean okay. I, I could be either way. Wrong. But um. All right. So 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 I guess. All right. So one of the questions I would. All right. So. So if if we if we say the universe is as vast as it appears to be with multiple galaxies, multiple solar systems, multiple, the Milky Way is a galaxy? Yes. Yeah, yeah one of many. Yeah, multiple galaxies. Um, why is, how do you pronounce his name again? Yahuwah. Yahuwah. Mm-hmm. So interested in this place we call Earth. So I guess the premise to that question is, if you weight importance by amount of, of, of volume taken up, then the weight of importance or the, the volume of importance to Earth would be infinitesimally small. But that's weighting by physical space. If we think about other ways to weight importance, then the answer could change very much. Okay. For example, are, are we as humans aware of life anywhere else? Could that be a way to weight importance? Okay, so that's an interesting point because I guess what you're saying is that if you take the position that because we don't know of life anyplace else, then we could say, one could argue that we are all life, we are the only life. And now I'm not advocating, I'm just, that's just right, an right, example right, right, of right, right. You're not looking at importance right. a different right. way than right. how much space we're taking right. up. Right, all right, but all right. Um, but I guess... Um, I would say if we're the ones made in the image of Yahuwah, that would be a reason that he'd care a little bit more. So as the text says. Okay. So 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 I guess then my question would become well, and we don't know whether he made others in his image other places. We have no evidence that he did, we have no evidence that he didn't. 
Well, what? the text, if I take that as evidence, uh, doesn't mention that other beings were made other places in his image. There are other beings, according to the text, but not made in his image. What are some so of there's the, the angelic beings? host. There's different classes of angels, not just one class of angels. But angels are... Messengers, malakim. Of God. That's correct. Okay. So that would lead me to ask, so who created the angels? Well, the text says that Yahuwah did. Now, what text am I speaking of? In Genesis, you won't see the explicit creation of the angels. But in Jubilees, you will. Jubilees is a book that exists in the Ethiopic canon. It's uh, contained in Hebrew language and the Dead Sea Scrolls. And it details pretty explicitly the creation of the messengers, the angels, on the first day of creation. Jubilee is the Jubilee. book. Jubilee. Jubilees, Jubilee. Yeah. Jubilees is the book. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if I got that book, I would read or I could learn. In chapter 2, it has the same seven-day creation explaining the seven classes of angels created on the first day. And I this, this book is probably online? Yeah, sure, sure. So you could I, Google PDF. Book of Jubilees P- PDF would come right up. Okay, so. You know, we, that would be a separate discussion on what people hold this scripture and why and what you believe to be an appropriate canon. Okay. All right. So, 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 <coughs> pardon me. So God created man. Um, on the sixth day. On the sixth day. All right. And then that was Adam and Eve. Well, Eve uh, was created on that day as well as his rib. Right. From, from Adam's right. rib. Right. So she, so she was separated later, but she always existed inside of Adam as long as Adam existed. Right. All right. And then, so... They, Cain and Abel were their children? Correct. Abel killed Cain or Cain killed Cain Abel? Cain killed Abel. Cain killed Abel. Yeah, Habal actually means emptiness or nothingness in Hebrew. He, he didn't have any prosperity. All right, so were those the only children? Well, Adam? no, to, they, there need to be some women around because uh, incest wasn't going on in, in the sense of parent and child at the time. Parents and, and children were not uh, mating. So Siblings explain, were explain, explain that. I mean, if Adam and Eve were the first. Right. Then. They would have to have both male and female children so that their children could mate. So incest. Bet- so it wouldn't it would have it would not have been considered incest between. Brothers, between siblings. At between that time. siblings. OK. But right. between parent and child, child that was no. always considered. It's, incest. All right. So so they just to support this so people don't think, you know, I'm pulling stuff out my back pocket. No, no, no. Um, no. You'll read later. I, on I can I can I can attest. Uh, um, if anyone knows me, then you know how serious I am about getting two sources of information okay. and not taking the okie doke. Right. And I, I can speak for this good brother. Um I, I've happened to, to to walk up on him. Uh, well, first of all, this brother taught himself Hebrew, so um, that to me attests to his seriousness in getting to um, the truth, um, because you need to speak Hebrew um, to to really get to the truth. Because those books were written in Hebrew, and so. it's a thought system; it's not just a language. So you have to think in the Hebrew thought system. Right. Right. So so yeah. So um, so I you know we we know you're you're real. I mean my listeners, and if they okay. do think something stupid, then that's on them. All <laughs> right. But but we know, and we're telling them where to go. Right. Right. They can go to Jubilees to hear your story of how the angels were created. Right. And you're ref- you're providing the references, so they can always go to those references. So, you know, I think Correct. everybody should be above board and recognize that whatever we're saying here 
is based not on our pulling stuff out of the air, right. but on sources of information. Readable sources. Sources, right. All right. So 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 man and man and Adam and Eve are created, they have children. All right. So um I I don't really remember much about Genesis or whatever and their children, but I guess at some point Moses comes along. Yeah, it's Genesis then then Exodus. So, so Moses uh, is in Exodus. Genesis ends with Joseph, one of the twelve children of Israel, being a leader in Egypt. All right, wait and a Joseph's wait family a right, wait a coming to Egypt. All right, all right. So we have to back up for a minute. Okay. All right. Um, so there's Adam and Eve, Adam and then in Genesis. There are generations. That there are generations. So just to give you some highlights, one of the highlights would be Enoch, a great, 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 great grandchild of Adam, uh, who was translated, and Methuselah, who was the longest liver. Uh, then you'll come to Nuak or Noah, uh, who passed through the flood, him and seven wait, wait, other wait people. All right, so that's where I wanted to get to. All right, okay. so, so Moses is post. Well, he's post-flood. Of course. He's post flood, right? right. right the right, flood right. destroyed everybody but the eight people on the boat. All right. So 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 the twelve tribes, tribes of Israel were pre Noah. No. Well there was no Israel. So if you go uh, in order, uh just taking the the most famous people, Adam, Enoch, Methuselah, Noah, Noah's three sons, Ham, Japheth, and Shem. Uh, skipping down, uh, Eber would be a famous guy. Skipping down, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel, the father of the 12 tribes of Israel. So Jacob is the father of the 12 tribes, tribes of, of Israel. Israel. All right, now if we take Jacob and move him back, was he a descendant of Jephet? Shem. 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 All right, Shem. Now Ham, um, it seems Ham gets quite a bit of um, press or, you know, he, his his lineage is like... Yeah, from both people. I mean, there's the old uh, white Christian idea that Ham was cursed and that Ham represents all black people. Then you could go up to Harlem and there's the modern idea that all the black Americans are children of Ham and Kermetic or Egyptian. So, yeah, Ham, Ham gets a lot of press. All right, so, all right. I'm Shemitic, though. I'm from Shem. Okay, so can all right. So how do you explain that? How do you from that lineage, right? So we know based on where the uh, I guess it's the book. I don't know which book it's in where they talk about where Noah's son settled. Yeah. So in Genesis chapter ten, you'll see the table of nations, and by then there's basically seven major nations that are coming from the three sons of uh, of of Noah. Uh, Shem stayed near the place of, of, of where the boat touched down. Uh, which was? Which was, we could call it the Middle East, Mount Ararat to be specific, in modern-day Turkey. But from there, they entered the Mesopotamian Valley, which is the oldest known human civilization. Uh, Japheth spread into Europe, and Ham spread into what you could call Africa today. Okay, and so— You know, there was a thing, an idea called Pangaea back then. So the land masses weren't we're the closer, same. right? We're closer. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then it's been the Titanic, the Titanic plate shifting. Right. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's just separated. As a matter of fact, if you look at a globe, you can see how the pieces are. You see, kids could, can see it. Yeah, could fit together. Sure. All right. So, so Shem. All right. So then, so then, if Shem pretty much settled around 
the Turkish area. Yeah, you could say Central Asia. Central Asia. So that include everything from, you know, Israel down to... Well, first, all right, before we do anything, let's let's settle something real quick, all right? All right, so so we know genetically that a white person cannot produce a black person. Genetically, that's impossible. Well, if you're saying somebody who looks white with our eyes can't, that's not true because somebody with blonde hair and blue eye could give you a surprise. And then you find out their great great grandfather. Right, but the, <laughs> all right, but I'm saying in the beginning, right? <laughs> right. Well, in the beginning, I don't know if if there were any uh, what we call well, white people. When we say white, we're describing a phenotype, right? We're describing a, a hair texture, a set of eye I'm colors. I'm describing whoever like the idiots who created this whole thing were describing when they created the. Three or four races, and say right. That so, the like on race, a tax form. So, so <laughs> the black race was the 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 dumbest and the whatever, whatever the, the right. inferior race. You know, the, the people who came up with that, right. and the I, Aryan race would have right. been the noblest. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so I guess what I'm saying, you know, I thought I remember learning in high school genetics that a a white person lacks the genetic material to produce a black person. So Correct, not, assuming that there's not something strange in there. In, in the background, history. right, right. right. But, but let's, let's, let's say that we're at the beginning of these right. three groups. Wherever right. the first white people came from, they would lack the ability right. to produce right. the so, but, so they would have had to mutate from black folks or otherwise develop from black folks. And, Correct. And, and it's common knowledge now that the original man was black, um, Again, was, we're describing phenotypes. Right. Yeah. Well, well, all right. So if 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 uh, man was made in God's image, and if the original man was black, then those well, dots are not far apart. It's pretty short line to connect those. Right. So 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 it's kind of interesting. But anyway, so so we go from um, Shem, Japheth, and Ham, and Ham. Mm-hmm. All right. The three. Um, they all had to be descendants of Noah who had to be black because he produced Ham and Shem whose descendants are decidedly black. So Jeff had to have been black. And there's a lot of information coming out now that there are that tribes of black folks have been found in China and in other places. Well, pretty much everywhere in the world, archaeological evidence is now stacking in overwhelming favor of black people being the uh, the original indigenous people of every continent. So if you look at, say, Greece and Rome, which is considered the grand original of white civilization, their pottery depicts very dark-skinned, woolly-haired people before they were called Greeks when they were called Ionians, or the Romans before they were Romans when they were Etruscans. These were brown-skinned, black-skinned people with woolly hair. So, mm. absolutely. Now, it's not to say that there can't be albinos here and there. Right, right, right. But albinos still have black children. Right. All right, and so so we come to Shem, then they spread, and their, their offspring spread out. All right. And then we get to the seven tribes. Jacob. The 12 tribes. 12 tribes. Jacob, Jacob is post-Noah? Well, yes, because remember, Noah is the flood. Right. So only right. eight people made it on that boat, All Noah right. being the, the head of that boat. Jacob is a descendant of... Everyone's a descendant of Noah. Everyone's right, human. Right. But Jacob is a descendant of Shem. Correct. All right. So Jacob is the progenitor 
of the 12 tribes. That's right. All right. So Ham and Japheth's descendants were not the chosen people. According to the text, no. Not even all of Shem's children are because Shem had other children. Jacob is just one of many branches of Shem. So what, why was Joseph, Jacob's descendants or Jacob, why was his right. seed selected as the chosen people? Yeah, so we got to talk about what chosen means. Uh, you can go back to the covenant made with Abraham. Uh, you read about Abraham, and he was one of the people who was rebelling against idolatry in his day. You can read about this in, in Genesis. You can read about it in Jubilees. And he was one of the few individuals of his day who wanted to serve in truth the creator, Yahuwah. And a covenant was made between him and Yahuwah and his descendants, his progeny. His main three progeny were Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and then the, the 12 tribes of Jacob. So their, their chosenness is in response to their merit of loyalty to the original creator and their disgust at idolatry. So everyone else was just not following the word. Uh, evidently, between Noah and Abraham's time. But wait a minute. Wait no, a minute. I say everybody. Right, There's right, individuals right. here. Where's Moses? Uh, it's Noah? Does, Mo- Moses does is a, is a great-grandchild of Jacob. Mo- great-grandchild right. of Jacob. Because right, so. if you remember the story, after Jacob, they enter into the promised land. And then they sell Joseph into Egypt in slavery. And later on, they meet up back in Egypt Jacob and his entire family. And then they spend some slavery days in Egypt. And then Moses is the one who delivers now a full-blown nation of children of Israel out of Egypt. All right. So so, um, so what is it about... So the descendants of Shem and Japheth, not Shem, but Ham and Japheth, were not following the word? Nor were even all of the descendants of Shem. Shem. All right. But Abraham was. Was. In fact, you can read that Abraham's father was not Tehran. Tehran was a straddling defense type of guy that recognized and acknowledged the supreme being, but also engaged in idolatry partially for the sake of appeasing his neighbors. And his son Abraham. Define idolatry for us. So idolatry is the um, worship. Worship means service to um, and honoring of anything other than Yahuwah as the supreme being. So it doesn't necessarily restrict itself to physically carved idols, uh, but anything that you are serving. That is not Yahuwah. That's right, and especially anything that conflicts with service to Yahuwah. Okay, so, um, all right, so how does one know that the scriptures, the Torah, mm-hmm. are words of God, mm-hmm. words from God. How do you satisfy yourself that? That's a question that everybody interested in the text should ask. You know, a lot of people accept uh, the scriptures on, on blind faith. Uh, the scriptures themselves will give an answer to that question. Isaiah, in many places, explains that the way to test Yahuwah is to look at prophecy. And he mentions that who alone but I can foretell the future. 
So I would assume then that there are certain prophecies in the Throughout scriptures the text. that are, and so I guess my question would be, what makes these prophecies real? You know, I mean, I could say here that, okay, um, there's going to be a recession in the next five years. Right. And I have to wait five years to see if you're right or not. Right. But there will probably be a recession in the next five years. Or I could say there's a recession, there'll be a recession in the next 30 years. That's right. And, and, and you might get that right. Right. And the chances are there might be a recession. So that prophecy uh, wouldn't be very dramatic because chances are that those things happen every 30 years, every seven years, every 10 years. So nobody would be impressed with that. Uh, to convince me, your prophecy would have to be further into the future, and it'd have to be more detailed. Maybe give me a year uh, when you see the recession. Maybe explain how the recession will occur to and the surrounding conditions, and then I might be impressed. Are you suggesting that there are prophecies in the scriptures that give years? They give years. They give years. Now, they don't say on the Roman calendar, you know, 2019, things like that, but they'll say from the time of a certain event occurring, 70 years later, this will happen. 400 years later, this will happen. So can you give us some examples of some of the prophecies? Yeah, yeah, I definitely can. So one that is really interesting to me right now is that uh, in Genesis 15, we are told that a seed of the children of Abraham, which includes the children of Israel. Genesis 15. Genesis chapter 15, starting around the 13th verse. Is that before verse. Noah? Or that has to be this after, is after Noah. Noah. Right, yeah, okay. so now this is um, Yahuwah speaking to Abraham giving okay. a prophecy slash promise to Abraham that uh, his progeny will be enslaved in a strange land, a land that none of the forefathers were aware of for precisely 400 years. And at the end of these 400 years, Abraham's progeny will leave that strange land with great substance, and Yahuwah will put judgment upon that strange land. So that would be an example of a prophecy that gives a specific timeline, 400 years from the beginning of said events. So what are the set events? Well, the set events are a progeny of the children of Abraham going into a strange land for the purpose of bondage and servitude. So if I were to think um, that event would be similar to or would, would be the enslavement of Africans. That would be a good example. Uh, one would have to check then and see um, were these Africans children of Abraham, children of Israel? If so, that would make a good fit. But if we, all right, then the question also becomes, can we find any examples of children of Abraham being enslaved and taking, taken to a foreign land other than the Africans at that point in time, like maybe earlier somewhere? So absolutely. So for example, in the text, uh, as a result of disobedience, the nation of Israel goes to slavery in Babylon, where they spend 70 years as that's exiles a long time there. Ago, though, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, ancient I mean, that's Babylon. Ancient, yeah. yeah. Um, you'll see it again, uh, or previously with the Syrian captivity. So there's been a pattern of the children of Israel being disobedient to the government that they were given by their creator. And as a result, they go into slavery. However, none of those fit 400 years, nor do any of them fit uh, a strange land that their forefathers were unaware of. The prophecy in Genesis 15 is very specific that the place of this 400-year servitude is a place that the forefathers are unaware of. Assyria, Babylon, Egypt are all very familiar places for the forefathers. 
So why couldn't it have been Greece? Or why couldn't it have been Rome? So those, those could work as examples. Honestly, that's not very unfamiliar to that trading world. Um, that's still on the same body of water. So they all traded with Greece and Rome. But some could say, yeah, at least it was far, far enough away. Uh, children of Israel were definitely scattered to these places. Um, but this nation in particular is a mighty nation that gets judged at the end of the captivity. None of that had happened with Greek or Rome. Are the children of Abraham judged at the end of captivity? Um Yes, in a way, or maybe we should say just prior to captivity. In Jeremiah 30, you'll read a prophecy that the children of Israel are going to go through something called Jacob's trouble, which is a period of harsh affliction that they had not ever seen before. And then you go on to read Genesis, uh, Jeremiah 31, and you'll see them coming out. Unfortunately, we have to, we've run out of time. Um, I'm going to have to ask. There's always uh, next time. Yeah, I'm, but, I mean, you have to commit to it next time. We'll do it. All right. Hey, uh, thank you for listening to The Angry Black Man with a Plan in Search of Intelligent Negro Life in the Universe. I'd like to welcome or thank my guest, uh, Kasad Yahoo Zababel, thank for showing you. in and sharing us uh, some insights into the scriptures and to the the people of, it, of Israel. Correct. Um, and I uh, hope he comes back again. Until next time, listening audience, be good. You've been listening to The Angry Black Man with a Plan in Search of Intelligent Negro Life in the Universe. Be good. Shalom. Thank you for listening to The Angry Black Man with the Plan in Search of Intelligent Negro Life in the Universe. Until next time, check us out at www.theangryblackmanwiththeplan.com to learn more about our cause and issues. Until next time.